Sure, we have 30 seconds to tell you that drivers who switch to Progressive could save big. But then what? Well, radio has been called theater of the mind. So let's tell a story with sound effects. Wow, it's like I was in the story. Almost makes me forget this was supposed to be about saving big with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Where did you come from? Where have we all come from? We come from different places, different times, different eras. But without a doubt, none of us starts the race of life in the same position. We all start in different places. And my guest today on Dr. D's Social Network started from a very different place than probably you or I did. Cesar Espino is an awesome guy and has made an incredible life for himself, family, and I'm really excited that you guys get to hear his story. So we talk about his book, You Can Overcome Anything, Growing Up in Mexico, and understanding what your highest intentions are. I think you guys are going to really like this. Cesar Espino. in the network today, this time with Cesar Espino. Cesar, thank you for being on. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm really uh, uh, pleased to be here with you today. Hey, I saw that uh, when you emailed me, I think, I wasn't sure if we had discussed this off air, but you have a book, a new book out? I do. I actually do. I, it just came out, uh, I would say, maybe about a month or so. And oh, uh, it's, uh, it's a book called You Can Overcome Anything Despite the Barriers in Life. Um, so it's actually a pretty good book. It's a collaboration book of uh, diff- uh, 16 different authors. And um, it's just really you're talking about real life stories and how we overcame uh, difficult times in life. Yeah, I, well, I would love to hear. I think you talked to me a little bit about it off air, but kind of your beginnings and the barriers that you had to start out your life. Yeah, definitely. So I was born in Mexico City. Um to just one uh, one parent, which is my mom. Never met my uh, my dad, and um, I always go back to that. Uh, that that was really the beginning of my journey uh, for me. Um, I, I grew up in a very uh, humble beginning, very poor. We didn't really have anything uh, to show for. We had a uh, a what we call a house, but it was really more like a room. And right. we uh, lived here. It was four of us. 
And it was my mom, my grandmother, my older brother, myself. And we uh, lived in this uh, room of 250 uh, square feet. And it was literally made out of plywood and uh, aluminum. And there was no, no, no floors. It was just dirt. Yet that was our house, right? And so I, I say that story because, again, when people look at who I am now or what I do now, is I came from that beginning. People wouldn't realize that, except my entrepreneurial journey began when I was a kid. And uh, for me, I think one of my first pivotal moments was when my mom decided to take her own leap of faith. And I was just like 40 years. And she decided to actually come to the States and and left us behind, Right. So during that time, I had to go to work. I started uh, working at the flea market and um, that didn't work out too good because we didn't make enough money. Then we kind of I say we graduated from that and we started doing um, we started doing clothing. We started sewing clothing and we did that uh, for a couple of years. And there were still times that we didn't have anything to eat. All we had was like uh, what I call the Mexican specialty dish, which is a grain uh, a tortilla with a grain of salt. And that's all we had mm. for, for days in and days out. Um, and it wasn't until the age of 10 that I actually came to the States when, when my mom fi- finally uh, was able to bring us to the States. And I got to tell you, that was a whole new story uh, in, in, in life for me. Because for the first time in my life, I didn't have to worry about working. Yet I was in a place where I didn't fit in. I was uncomfortable. I couldn't speak the language. I couldn't read. I have no friends. And so when you think about that, at least one of the lessons that I took from that is that sometimes we rather go back to what we are comfortable with, even if it's not good for you, even if it's, you know, uh, bad relationships, even if it's a bad job, whatever the case may be, you're comfortable with that and you rather go back to that because you don't want to face the the uncomfortable of, of the new situation. And to me, that was one of the things that I wanted to, because I remember telling my my stepdad, who I see as my dad now, I said, I don't belong here. I want to go back to Mexico to send me back. And when I think about that story, it's like I wanted to go back to what I was comfortable, being poor, working, um, having to do those things versus being here in this great nation where I was very uncomfortable, yet there was more opportunities. And I'm glad they didn't send me back, otherwise we probably wouldn't be having this conversation right. now, right? right. Um, but yeah, throughout, throughout my years, I've gone through a lot of different uh, obstacles. I had my, my daughter at the age of 16. Um, and so that was uh, definitely a, another huge hit for me, uh, being a kid and, and growing up and, and then having a kid at that age. And then throughout, throughout my life, I've gone through a lot of ups and downs, things that I, 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 you know, I'm not necessarily proud of, yet it was part of the journey. And, uh, and you know, I, I guess one of the, my biggest things was taking my leap of faith finally again and, and say, you know what, there's more to me. And I think there's a bigger calling. And, and right now I want to focus on my highest intention, which is really motivate, empower and inspire people through my own journey. And so I decided to become a full-time entrepreneur and that's kind of what I'm doing now. Oh, that's fantastic. I mean, so this, the story of you growing up, how was that received with people? How do they think about, cause I, I think about kind of how in the United States, how, you know, maybe the stories that people hear about Mexico and people growing up and, and different ideas about immigration, how has that affected you and your conversations with people? Yeah, so the, the funny thing is that not a lot of people knew about my story up until I, I wrote my book, my very first book um, a couple of years back. Um, a lot of people, they believe that, yeah, I came from um, 
uh, or I was born into immigrant parents and they believe that I was born here. And so I didn't see, mm-hmm. uh, you know, those, those challenges or those struggles. Right. Um, and now that I've talked about my story, um, definitely there was, uh, uh, you know, it, it definitely made some, some, uh, different points of views and a different type of impact, at least for my story, you know, and, and specifically what happened to me. Um, I do know that there's other people that I know in my network that, that did migrate from, from other countries or from Mexico mm-hmm. where they didn't have any challenges. Like they literally just crossed the border, you know, perfectly fine with, you know, with papers for me, unfortunately that was not the case. I came in undocumented. So I had to cross the border. Uh, and the very, uh, I actually did it twice. The very first time it was more like an overnight type of deal. Uh, although I mm-hmm. did have to, it's like those movies where, you know, you see people kind yeah. of like hiding and, and running. Well, that was me. <laughs> and the second time was actually even a worst case scenario because we got uh, held up for about two weeks in this uh, hotel room, I, th- I think that's what it was, just because there was very heavy um, security. Yeah. The, the sad part about that, and I talk about it in my book, is that the people that, quote unquote, are supposed to protect you or, or bring you to this promised land, you pay them money. Uh, they're, they're, in Spanish, they're called coyotes or uh, human sm- smugglers. Um, you know, the people that you pay to kind of protect you, to guide you, to bring you here are the same people that are going to hurt you. Because I saw that in, in those mm. two weeks, people were getting uh, hit, people were getting raped, people were getting left behind. And it was just crazy to see that. And it, it just, again, it's a different perspective when you start seeing the challenges that we go through um, and, and and just being able to see that that it's, it's amazing what somebody will do to really reach that potential or that American dream or something. Right. And, and I do believe that, you know, if you focus on, on something, whatever you focus upon is going to expand. Right. And whichever yeah. way you want to see it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very, how do you see that? Like when you watch a movie and you see that happening and you're yeah. like, that was me. Like, how, how do you process that? When you see something like that, you're like, well, wow, that's not a movie. That's like real life. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, it, it definitely brings me back. It, it does. And and I think that's one of the things for me is that never forget where you came from. And and what I mean by that is is not just know that you came from that. Realize that that who you are now is because of who you were before through that journey of working on yourself and right and then through the journey of of becoming the better version of yourself. So I always say try to become 1% better than who you were yesterday, right? Um, a lot of people, unfortunately, uh, I saw it growing up that did come from other countries. They didn't take on that opportunity. They actually ended up falling into drugs or gangs or other aspects and lost the opportunity. And so part of that, I also believe, though, that sometimes we allow the fear to take away the opportunity uh, of what is to be our true potential. And so, again, I've gone through so many different things in my life where I, you know, if I, if I had to go back, I would probably say now what I know now, I wouldn't do what I did then. Yet what I did then made me who I am now because of my journey. Yeah. Right. And um, one thing that I that I tell myself now is that the choices and the decisions that I make today are going to determine the quality of life that I'm going to have tomorrow. Right. And so uh, it's just it's it's just a great feeling. And one of the things that I do is I go down to uh, so I'm in LA right now, uh, and I'm about two hours away from the border. So I go down to uh, Ensenada, Mexico, mm-hmm. and um, I I do philanthropist type of work. And one of the things that I do is um, I go there to help uh, build houses 
for families that are less fortunate, they really don't have anything. And I was just on one uh, maybe about three weeks ago, and it just it brought so much memories, right? Not not you know living on a tent, living right on a dirt floor, not having shoes, not having clothes, not having really anything, and it just reminded me of who I was and how far I've come, right? And so it, it definitely brings me back to ground level, right? And and realizing that I, I'm that I'm very appreciative of the things that I have today. And that's amazing. I know you had mentioned to me about building the homes and things of that nature. What is, I think, you know, I think I would benefit from knowing, and I think the audience is, what is the kind of the structure of Mexico and why there is a large pull to um, come to America for that? I don't, I don't think anybody asks those questions. <laughs> I'm like, what, yeah. what has historically been the country of Mexico and why is there uh, been the pull for that? I'm just curious, you know? Yeah. You know, for me, I think one of the biggest thing is biggest things is that there's really a um, social classification in, in Mexico. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and um, just being able to, to recognize that one, if you're not born into uh, somewhat of a wealthy family or you don't have the means um, I believe that the government really doesn't really care about you, right? I mean, you're just a number, if anything. Sometimes you're not even that, to be honest with you. Right. And so there is a, a huge differentiator between the social classification of, of your wealth. And because of that, you're limited to what you can do, right? Um, unfortunately, I, I believe Mexico is a pretty great country. They have a lot of great uh, richness. You have so many different yeah. things. You have, you have oil, they have different diff- different things. And we only see the surface, right? When you go to Puerto Vallarta or Cancun, all these places, because yeah. they have so many of those nice places, That's right. we only see the surface. You drive away for maybe 45 minutes from the tourist area, and you start seeing the true colors of the poverty that people are going through. And And again, it comes down to well, what kind of education do you have? Uh, and even sometimes if you have an education, I know people that are doctors that have really good degrees, but if you don't know somebody within that field, you're not going to make it, right? And so there's a huge distinction between uh, your wealth uh, in, in that country. And I think that that's the reason why people tend to migrate to the States or even Canada for that matter, because there's a little bit more balance, and, 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 you know, I, I've seen it time after time, people that come from different countries, not just necessarily from Mexico, and they make millions of dollars here in, in, in the States um, just because of the opportunities, right? Yeah, most definitely. I think it's just such a, it's an interesting story of coming from one place and then using kind of that as motivation to succeed and do better in life. That's kind of a human story. I feel like we kind of make it as the American dream, but I'm, I often think of it as just the human dream, you know, to yeah. have a better life, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, I think that's that you, you hit it right on the nail. I think it comes down to that. It's just the possibilities that you can have as a human being um, are definitely uh, a lot greater in, in, in a place like this. And, um, and again, you got to make sure that you, you take on that opportunity, right? Uh, I was talking to somebody and, and I said, sometimes opportunities come in. However, they're dressed in a very ugly, uh, disguised type of way and you don't recognize that. 
yet that's the opportunity. And so sometimes because we see something and it, it doesn't look nice and bright, we tend to walk away from that. Yet that might have been the opportunity that you needed to make a change in your life. Yeah, it makes so much sense. Tell, tell me about the uh, the other um, authors in the book or the stories in the book and, and how you chose to have all those different entries in there. Yeah, so um, there there's a total of 16 authors, including myself. And the idea of the book is to be able to get people from all walks of life that are sharing their stories to empower, inspire, and motivate people so they can reach their full potential. And so when I was looking at, at, at the people that were going to be part of this book, I wanted to get very authentic, down-to-earth uh, stories that somebody will resonate with, right? And so I was able to find people, like I think the youngest person is like 22 or so, all the way to whatever age, right? So in uh, different ethnicities. The, the one thing that I like about it is that every single one has a unique story from... Uh, from rape to drugs to being in jail to being cheated on, all these different things that we as yeah. people can relate at any given point. And how they, they they took that experience and what they had to do in their mind or in their lives to really overcome that, right? And by having that, that those stories, um, I feel that the reader is going to be able to resonate with a sentence, a paragraph, or maybe just a word that is going to be able to shift their their focus uh, in becoming a better version. And so, you know, it, it was really a, actually a really good good uh, project, and uh, I'm very happy for it because we were able to hit um, bestseller in the in the U.S., Canada, Australia, and a couple of uh, number two uh, bestsellers in different countries. So we were able to get to that level uh, where we're impacting people not just in the states but in different countries. It's amazing. Now, did you know all the people ahead of time? Or were, yeah, no, I did not. No, um, actually, I probably know uh, uh, at the time of the book. I want to say maybe eighty percent of the people I knew. Um, a lot of them it was just through through my network, right? In in, in yeah. Facebook, and I do believe that you're you know the, the uh, you, you hear this uh, this phrase often, right? Um, you are the the average five people that you hang around with, mm. and. Um, and so I, I found a lot of those people through that and just talking to them and, 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 and being able to speak to them. I'm like, you know what, this would be a good, good project for them. We can definitely connect. And so, um, yeah, I mean, everybody went through kind of like a quick interview or so, uh, yet I found them through my network, which was pretty awesome. That's amazing. So how are you using your network to kind of further your entrepreneurial spirit and also in helping, like you said, with building homes in Mexico? Yeah. And you know what? That's actually a good question. I, I, I got to tell you, I mean, uh, prior to becoming an entrepreneur and doing anything that I do now, it was more like just work, friends from work, uh, people that I knew probably from, from before. And, and I got to tell you, once I kind of stepped out of that and into the space that I'm in right now, um, going into seminars, going into uh, different self-development places, um, I was able to find uh, people that not only I felt like they were edifying me, uh, they were there to support me. Uh, I also found people that I can do uh, joint ventures, right? And and again, you don't think about that 
because you're always thinking about just me, 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 except I've been able to find so many different people that, uh, again, just writing a simple book or I, I'm also in real estate investing. So I've done deals with people just by simply networking with them. And so I think that when you can find a, a, a group of people, a tribe, you can really leverage them to help you in your own journey. It's, it's not all about you, right? And, and, and I know uh, a lot of times we want to focus on ourselves and for sure we want to focus on our inner selves. Yet when we're looking at the outer selves and, and, and some of the materialistic, tangible items, you can really get so much from uh, your network, right? Because they have similar interests and they're also looking to just scale uh, in their own uh, business. One thing that I found too is that uh, through my network, it doesn't feel like we're competing, Right. Whereas when right, I was right. working full time, you know, it's all about, well, how much more am I making? It, it, it felt more like a competition. Here's like, you know what? I'm here to edify you. I'm here to help you out. What can we do together? And so I, I, I definitely, definitely feel that, uh, again, the average five is critical and, and, and just having a, a good network is definitely critical too. So what were the steps that you specifically took? Like you said, you were using it kind of one way. What was that shift or the steps to start using maybe your networking in a different way? It, it was all uh, a mental shift. It, it really started for me uh, through what I consider to be, uh, I guess, some dark moments. And, and dark moments in the sense of I felt like I, I lost myself, right? Mm. I really had to come out of that and uh, create a whole new Caesar, right? And what I mean by that is I, I started reading like I, I would never read and they're, they're little things that may seem like they're not that critical yet to me they have I never in my life that I read the last time I read something was back in high school for my English class and that's because I needed to do that for for my grade right other than that I, I wouldn't do it and so I started picking up books and I started reading things that were going to either inspire me or were, were related to my industry like real estate or uh or some sort of coaching right and so I started reading the other thing that I started doing is um, I kind of got rid of any kind of uh, crap in TV, um, radio, things that were not really helping my soul. And what I mean by that is that just like if you were to go to the gym and you want to get a good body, you're not going to be eating French, French fries and, and hamburgers every single time. You're going to feed your body with the right ingredients. Well, it's the same thing with the mind, right? We got to be able to feed the mind with the right, ing right ingredients. So uh, affirmations. So I started doing affirmations, reading stuff, uh, 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 getting rid of uh, all the negativity. There's so much negativity even right now with the, the news and the TVs. That's, it's all yes. negative programs, right? And so I, I, I ended up shifting that. Um, and so I, I think the three things that I'm still doing now that I did then is I read daily. I do affirmations um right as soon as i get up and right before i go to sleep the the mind is 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 more uh um uh, open to any any kind of affirmations within the first 15 minutes when you wake up and within the first 15 minutes when you go to sleep and so i do affirmations and then uh and then the other thing that i do is i do uh, journaling every day that's awesome i mean that's you're really taking it and making like the specific recipe for yes. improving yourself so what what are some notable um, pieces of literature or books that you've read over the years that have been very uh, influential to you? Yeah. You know what? I really enjoy uh, Think and Grow Rich. I, I know that's a very popular book. Uh -huh, yeah. Uh, I've read that a couple of times, though, because it's like a movie, right? You got to, when you go see a <laughs> you movie, watch it again. Time, yeah. yeah, right. So that was, that was, that's one book that, that I really enjoy. 
uh, the Miracle Morning has been another one. When I when I started doing my journey, I actually took the uh, the principles of the Miracle Morning, the Six Saviors, to be able to help uh, within my journey. So that's another book that I that I highly recommend. Um, the Richest Man in uh, um, Babylon. Uh, it's another one. And um, let's see what else I've done recently. I've read so many books that I don't know, but I think those are some of the ones that I, I would definitely encourage. Uh, people to 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 read paying forward by john maxwell is another one yeah yeah that's a good one i wonder um uh, it's just fascinating and thinking about how you're kind of curating your existence and this almost recipe how do you navigate using the internet or social media and all those things in a way that applies the same way to what you're talking about with this yeah I think the best way that I can describe this if, is if you go to my social media, like my Facebook, right? That's where I'm really mm-hmm. more active. And you were, go, you were to go back three, four years, you wouldn't recognize me. <laughs> what I mean by that is you will find, you know, um, me being at the bar, having a couple of drinks, mm-hmm. just doing stuff that I'm, I don't, I'm not saying that they're dumb stuff by no means. Right. But it was more of just kind of like that. What is that saying? YOLO, you only live once. That kind of wild life, right? Was that um, what you were posting about stuff like that? Like, yeah, 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 okay. I was. Yeah, I mean, when I used to work for corporate America, anytime I would go out to a different uh, state or country, I was just you know putting stuff to that to that, and 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 again now I see it differently. Like I really don't post any of that. Is mostly mm-hmm. I post stuff that are more in line with my highest intention. You know how if I can drop a message that's going to motivate you, help you, empower you then I'd rather do that, right? And so I do a lot more in, in, in those lines. And so I utilize social media f- uh, as, as, as part of that aspect. How can I get more reach to people? How can I get to more people? When my first book came out, I started doing uh, live videos and, and I would uh, uh, do inserts of the book into Facebook. And the feedback that I was getting, like people were like listening to that, and and they're like, you know what? There was a couple of times, and in one one instance, there was a guy that said, "I've been seeing your videos. I've been watching you for quite some time, and I gotta just tell you, thank you because you've helped me get unstuck. And now I want to do this and this. And so that was definitely a, a a different type of message that that I'm getting now versus what I was getting before. And I'm also portraying a different message, and 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 that is aligned with what I what is my highest intention. That's one thing that I realized too is that you got to be able to recognize what, what what are you trying to accomplish, right? Right. Um, one thing that I've learned is that when I was in my early twenties, I felt that uh, I had all the time in, in my life to live. I had so much abundance in, of time. Now I realize that that is not the case, right? <laughs> and I realize that. Uh, the minute that we were born, we started dying. Okay, I'm gonna repeat that again. The minute that we were born, we started dying. And why is that? Because yeah, we're counting up in as in we're having more years, but our clock is counting down in this life. And for me, recognizing what is my highest intention, what do I wanna leave behind, what do I wanna accomplish, you know, if I have another 40, 50 years or 30 years, whatever the case may be. Right. Uh, I think that when you see it from that perspective, um, things can change. I think uh, Steve Jobs said, "If you were to live your day as if it was as if it was your last day, 
what would you do differently or something to that nature, right? And so that's that's what I, when I kind of leverage and change my social media altogether. Yeah. So when you made that change, was it was it generally a positive reception, or did people question you about that? <laughs> no, certainly people question me, and 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 uh, I, it's funny because when I left my job, I was I had a a, a job that was uh, paying me over six figures. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always traveling, I was doing all this stuff, and I had people telling me like, "What are you doing? Are you crazy? Like, <laughs> why are you doing this?" And it's the same thing with anything, right? You tend to get that, uh, you know, the, the negativity or, or or those comments that are not serving what you're trying to do. And and so it's the same thing when you when they saw a shift in, in in Facebook for the first couple of months, where I was shifting the content or the information that I was posting, right. just like I was shifting my life. And and people, um, you know, I, I I I think even probably up until like maybe last year when I, I went on this uh, on this uh, gathering of friends, they're like, oh, are you still writing books? Or are you still you know trying to be motivational or or these things? And it's just that the people don't see that, right? Um, you just got to take it for what it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they knew the other version of what you're putting yeah, exactly. out there, right? You know, and sometimes it's hard for people to differentiate between those things and for that. Right. Yeah. yeah. How do you see you growing your network, you know, from here on out? What's, what is the intention as you move further along into your life? Yeah, I, I think, um, so this book that I started, um, the, the the last book that I started, I'm actually now creating a um, a series of that, which is going to be called "You Can Overcome Anything" series. And so with that, I'm definitely going to be expanding, getting to know different people. Uh, I'm working on book number two, and I've already have um, pretty much all the authors. And similar to the first book, there's people that I never met, never uh, really interacted with. Yet, because of people that I knew from the first book, I got connected with those people, right? And so, again, we're going back to leveraging and expanding on that, expanding my network. Yes. And now that they know that I'm not just a book author, I also do real estate and I do other stuff. I started talking to some people on how we can do uh, joint ventures on real estate. So, um, definitely, opportunities are coming out based on that and based on the network. And for me, I just want to continue to grow that. Uh, to to be able to uh, have more leverage, and I do enjoy helping um, people. Uh, like when I go to Ensenada, so one of the, the the goals or or targets that I have is to be able to do more of that. And and, and it goes back to to the the thing we talked in, in earlier on is that I can relate to that. I can relate to to that kind of lifestyle. And so if I can help more people, it's like helping myself when I was a kid. Most definitely. I mean, it's amazing that you're going you're basically going full circle and going back and, and some you're helping people who are in situations that you were in and that you overcame for that. Do you find that though, as you've grown that did that affect kind of your personal relationships? Have you switched kind of this one mindset, this mental shift to the other? Yeah, I, I, unfortunately I did. Um, I've lost a lot of friends, uh, through my journey. Um, and I, you know, one, one, I actually was talking to somebody about this recently and, and it comes down to like, like the aspect of this, I'm human, right? I'm, I'm not perfect. I, I go through my own ups and downs and it can get lonely at times because, you, you know, sometimes you are on this journey by yourself and, and, and it comes down to 
well, how bad do you want it? Or, you know, are you really serving your true purpose? And when you ask those questions, no matter how hard it may, it may get, uh, I always tell people keep pushing forward, right? You know, you got to be able to grow through it, not just go through it. And so um, I did lose a lot of relationships, a lot of friends uh, through that. At the same time, I'm creating new uh, relationships, right, to, through my networking. And they're definitely way different relationships than what I had before, <laughs> right? Right, <laughs> right. Like, you know, um, yet you're creating those. And so uh, it is one of those things where like, well, I, you know, I, I wish that was not the case. I also understand why that's the case, right? And you got to be able to just uh, uh, accept it and, and, and kind of uh, move forward, right? Yeah. You know, it's interesting you say that because I asked that because I had a guy on who he had lost like 300 pounds, like ton of weight. And he lost so many friends through the course, like almost like every hundred pounds, he was losing friends and they, he was becoming a different person. And I think people were having a hard time adjusting to this metamorphosis and his change in lifestyle and stuff. And it, it kind of sounds similar in some sense with you as you're shifting your mindset to this and that. So other people aren't shifting with you <laughs> in right. that. And they're doing yeah. their own thing. And you just don't have a lot in common anymore type of thing. Well, and it, you just said, you know, that's exactly what I was going to say. It, it comes down to um, uh, that, that the thing you had in common now became obsolete. And because you don't have that in common anymore, you tend to fall off, right? So it's like if you're someone that used to drink a lot and you will go out and drink with people, and then all of a sudden you said, I'm not going to drink anymore, then you don't have that one thing in common. And then you tend to have a fall off, right? And so it's the same thing. I think the the personal development or just working on yourself, period, you know, can definitely, uh, you know, get people's interest to be lost, right? Um, because rather than me sitting on the couch watching TV or or a movie that really is not going to empower me, uh, I ra- I rather you know listen to motivational uh, videos or listen to podcasts like this, something to that nature. I rather change and and, and shift that energy, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I think it's sometimes it happens and it's more of like expressive where like you talk and you're like, you know, it just kind of, you realize like there's nothing there or it just kind of fades, you know, and you just kind of move on and you don't really say a bunch about it, you know, it just becomes, there's different levels, I think of, of changing that. And I think, but I just think it's good if like you're doing something that's positive, you have great intentions and follow through and it's actually helping you become a better person i think i'd be happy for people doing that yeah you know you, you know what along those lines one thing that i that i'm getting to learn right now as we speak right now is before i had more expectations and i i expected mm-hmm. more out of people or friends or family members or things of that nature and um lately in the last couple of uh months i guess or weeks um could be this whole pandemic whatever uh, I've, I've realized though that that what I was expecting, I am not getting. And so what what that ha- what happens then? Then you tend to get upset. Uh, you tend to change your dene- demeanor. It, things happen. And so one thing that I'm not practicing is that I I expect nothing and I accept everything. And is 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 something that is not as easy as as is said than done. Yet when you For start sure. expecting <laughs> nothing and you start accepting everything for what it is man, your inner world is going to be a lot better. And 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 that's something that I'm really, really embracing now because I've, I had uh, family members, I had uh, friends that 
I was expecting even just a hello and, and <laughs> I wouldn't even get that, yeah. you know, and, and that was kind of uh, sad. Yeah. So that are you, I would imagine something like that, that it kind of, it hurt initially. Right. And so you had to kind of reframe how you see it, you know? Yeah. Right. And I think that's, I think it's hard, especially people that you're related to because you feel like you're related to them. They should understand. They should grow with you. They should celebrate the changes you're making in your life for the positive, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes becomes a thing of your like, well, wait a minute. These are the people that are supposed to be in my corner for this, you know. Right, and and that's one other thing too that I that I you know maybe want to say to your listeners is that sometimes, you know, again, the expectation has to to you have to lose the expectation. Number number two is um, sometimes we expect so much from our family members, right? That unfortunately they might be the ones that probably don't see your vision or probably don't support you in whatever it is that you're doing. And sometimes a stranger will give you more of support than your own family. And so you got to be able to just, you know, kind of say, I have one of my mentors, he said, uh, similar to this, he was going through something and he said that his brothers didn't didn't support him and said, well, you know, brother, I love you and I need to do this for me and I need to work on this for me. I still love you. You're still my my family member. Now I know that that I'm that you're not gonna be there to support me. And that's fine. I still love you. And you gotta be able to you can definitely deal with family members. Uh, if it's friends, that's a different story. You can definitely walk away from them right. uh, at that point. Um, but being able to realize that and, and it's hard to to swallow that, yet it's inevitable for you to 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 grow. Totally. And what I found, and Caesar, I've had this conversation with people too, which is that sometimes when you're doing something that is uh, really great and really amazing, it's sometimes hardest for the family members to acknowledge that greatness and, and amazingness. It's kind of like other people will go, wow, that's really incredible what you're doing. and that, But the people closest to you will not give you that sense of support that you're doing really well. It's a weird, strange dichotomy. It, it is because it in is. your mind you think, wait a minute, this these are people in my life. Like they should be recognizing that I'm doing well and go, oh man, you're the best. And but you'll get that more from other people sometimes. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. It's true. It's, it's, it's definitely di- di- difficult to to go through that. Um, it, at the end of the day, stay true to your through your purpose, your your vision, and just keep moving forward. Yeah. I think it's totally true, but it's that it's really interesting. It's maybe like with you as real estate, you you know, you might have family members who will never ask you about real estate, even though you're doing it and you're doing it well. But they'll ask somebody else. You'll be like, "Wait a minute, I'm doing this." Yeah. So they don't see you like that. They don't see your expertise. And I think that that's that can be tough. But you're right. I mean, you got to move forward. You got to continue to push and see it. But it's these are hard conversations. With, with people you're yeah, close to, yeah, and you know what? It's actually even the same, similar to like good close friends. Like I had, a, I have a, a couple of good close friends from from elementary, and they know what I do. And when I said, "Well, I can help you with this," like, "No, yeah, I'll get back to you, or I'll go someplace else," kind of thing, right? I mean, that's that's pretty much what they're telling you, right? They're gonna go someplace yes. else. I don't get it. I just don't get it. Like they know you're doing it. They know you've been on this for quite some time. Why not? leverage that like i just don't get it and you're absolutely right yeah <laughs> yeah it's so funny i it's it's like almost like they're afraid of your judgment about what you're gonna do 
They're like, no, I just want to help you. I really just want to help you. And they're like, no, I'm going to go to somebody I have no clue about. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It does, it's like weird logic in their mind. But yeah. uh, I, I think they're important conversations to have. I, I've had that with my family members sometimes with fitness and wellness. I'm like, why don't you just ask me? You know, I've been doing this for like 20 <laughs> years. You yeah. Know, like we could have avoided some of these other things if you would just talk to me versus asking someone else, you know, like. Yeah. So, but I think that's the whole mixture of family or close friendships and all those things. It seems like though you are, you have, you're actively trying to figure out and have on some level how to continue to move through those things and, and, and try to improve yourself. Your whole thing seems about I'm improving, trying to improve regularly. Yeah, it, it, it is. And, and, and again, as I mentioned, you know, you go through your, um, ups and downs, uh, nevertheless, uh, I always look at, yeah. well, what can I do? Uh, what is the lesson to be learned? Even, even through some challenging times, um, I think I got them to the point where like, I don't see really anything as a failure. I see it more like, what, what is the lesson I need to learn? What is, what is it? The, the one thing that, that God or the universe, whatever your listeners believe in, yeah. what is that lesson they're giving me that I need to take from here? And it's not easy yet when you start thinking about it from that perspective, um, you, you'll be amazed what you can find out. Right. And so, um, that, that is something that I definitely, definitely do embrace and, 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 and try to work on as much as I can. I also realized that, uh, at any given point, you know, we have about 60,000 thoughts per day, 80% of those are negative and 95% of them are repetitive from the previous days. And so we, there's a lot of crap going on in, in that head. And so you have to have to really uh, work on and embrace on on how can I turn all those negative thoughts or those repetitive thoughts into a positive thought. And and, and again, it, it comes back to listening to podcasts like this, you know, reading, just like really uh, programming your mind in a different aspect. I mean, one of my journeys that I that I wanted to do more for me because I wanted to figure out how can I become better uh, in my mind is I wanted to start looking at different techniques so i i started doing nlp neuro linguistic programming mm -hmm. for my own self and now i'm even you know kind of doing a little bit of coaching on that for all the people because i do see the power of that right and, and it comes down to just the mind the mind shifts i think you're right the mind shift is huge and i gotta tell you this was extremely re rewarding to hear your story to talk about your growth and your honesty behind it. I, I appreciate you coming on today and just chatting with me about it. I, I think people are really going to enjoy it. Awesome, Darian. Thank you so much. You got it. We'll be in touch. All right. Thank you. So let me ask you something. How do you get your news? Because I know you want to stay informed with what's going on here in the world. There's so much going on on a regular basis. And it's something that's been a problem for me personally. And I've been searching and searching and searching, and finally, I found a news source that I think all of my listeners are going to love. It's called The Donut, or The Dose of News Useful Today. The founder and CEO, Peter Nowak, is a good friend of mine, and when he turned me on to it, I was just blown away. Finally, a daily news source that delivers succinct and factual news about all the world's occurrences. And it's an easy access to finding things that you just want to get information about. And it also serves up a lot of positive news stories that you won't hear anywhere else. It's your daily reminder that there is good in the world, even if it doesn't feel like it sometimes. So get the donut, stay informed, 
It's 100% free. You can unsubscribe anytime. Visit thedonut.co or text DONUT to 66866 to sign up today. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dr. D's Social Network. Make sure you listen to future episodes. Also, please make sure to rate and review My Dad's Show on Apple Podcasts in the Rate and Review section. Thanks, everyone. Sure, we have 30 seconds to tell you that drivers who switch to Progressive could save big. But then what? Well, there is a nice piece of stock music playing behind me that a talented composer worked really hard on. So let's enjoy it. Almost overshadows the saving big when you switch to progressive parts. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.